have a lot of basketball for you today here on Preps Today with John Millay. We'll also get to some other subjects. And, of course, we always thank a ref. We always tell you about most valuable teammates. And we will even uh, say some thank yous at the end of this episode. Again, this is Preps Today with John Millay, part of the TalkNorth.com podcast network. Best way to listen, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. You can also, and it's free, it's easy. You can also go to TalkNorth.com, find all of our shows, or follow us on Twitter at TalkNorthPod and see all the shows as they are released. All right, John, let's get right to it. We have a lot of hoops to talk about. Yeah, basketball is going great guns, Jim, uh, as are all the winter sports. I want to start off with the breakdown tip-off classic uh, for boys basketball teams. That was this past Saturday at Hopkins. This this is an extravaganza. This is all-day basketball. They have two courts going. The folks at the breakdown do a great job. They get some of the best teams in the state, great matchups, teams that might not necessarily see each other during the season. Um, really fun. So I spent about nine hours over there on Saturday. It's always a good way to reconnect with coaches and, and officials and and. I'm always looking for some stories to tell. And I did find one over there that's, that's, it's, it's tragic, but it's, it's pretty cool. Um, Concerns of Mankato East, their boys basketball team, well, their whole school did something special to remember a former player. His name was Paul Kuth. He was a senior last year and, and a really good basketball player. He died suddenly at home in September and his biggest single moment on the basketball court came last season. Mankato East is at home. They're playing Mankato West, so there's no better rivalry than that. And uh, Pal hit a three-point shot at the buzzer to win the game. So this was on on East home court. So since his passing, what they've done is they have put his initials on the court in the exact spot from where he launched that winning three-pointer to beat their crosstown rival. You can read about that on John's journal at mshsl.org. While I was at the breakdown, I talked to Joe Madsen, who's the coach at Mankato East, and then uh, two kids who are seniors now, Pool Ra Gong and BJ Omot, and they just they love talking about uh, about their buddy Paul, and uh, that's a story you can find there. And last week on our show, I briefly mentioned a couple of really impressive first-year boys basketball coaches I've been talking to. Jesse Jefferson at Anoka and Trent Davis at Irondale. Uh, both came from college coaching backgrounds, and this is their first year as head coaches of, of boys basketball teams. And they both work in the schools. They're not teachers, but they have a kind of support roles helping students in lots of ways. Uh, Jesse played high school basketball in Georgia. Trent coached for a couple years in Florida. Both came home. They're doing great things. Again, if you go to John's Journal, at mshsl.org, you can read about that. I've got one hockey note I want to mention briefly, Jim. This is a this is a big weekend uh, with the Edina Holiday Classic at Braemar Arena. I'm going to be over there. They do a cool thing. It's basically a round robin tournament. They have four boys teams come in, and it's the same four every year. I've been to this event multiple times: Edina, Eden Prairie, Elk River, and Grand Rapids. And over three days, they play a round robin, and it starts. Uh, it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It's always fun. Braemar Arena. If any hockey fan hasn't been there, it's it's a classic. It's just it's as good as a high school rank can get. So I'm going to be over there. And uh, yeah, basketball's going, hockey's going, gymnastics, wrestling, you name it. Winter sports are going. Excellent. Uh, do we want to? Usually, we wait to till the end of the show to thank refs. Do we want to do it earlier today? 
Yeah, let's do that right here. We've got some stuff going on. We need to talk about Jim. Um, we always want to thank these officials, and we all know uh, it's tough. It's and I've got some examples here. I'm going to talk about about officials. I want to start with thank a bus driver because we've got games. We got schedules being changed because there's not enough bus drivers. I mean, that's not just a, a high school sports thing. That's a transportation thing with schools everywhere. So uh, a boys basketball game between Heron Lake, Okabina, Fulda, and Canby this week, it wasn't played because there was nobody to drive the bus for the visiting team. And heck, some of these teams will arrive at a game and they're, they don't know if they're going to have officials. Something pretty creative. We shouldn't have to go to this extent, but up at Wadena Deer Creek, uh, they got creative here to be so the kids could play. Uh, Norm Gallant is the AD up there, a good friend of mine, and and Dave Peterson, he's an official up in that area. Uh, in a, in a combination of tweets, the story is uh, on Tuesday night this week, the Wadena Deer Creek boys basketball team was scheduled to play at Bertha Hewitt, but there could not there were no officials available. They could not find officials, so the boys game supposed to be at Bertha Hewitt, was moved to Wadena, where the Wadena Deer Creek girls were playing Pine River Bacchus. They basically just, uh, you know, um, somehow got this thing figured out. They MacGyvered this deal and made it a, a boy-girl doubleheader with Wadena Deer Creek boys playing Bertha Hewitt, the girls playing Pine River, and the officials they had already lined up to do the girls' JV and varsity games just worked a boys game and a girls game, two varsity games. And I assume they found other officials to work the two JV games if they held them at all. I don't know. And as Norm wrote on Twitter, unless we get more certified officials, we will be doing more creative, creative scheduling or some games will be lost. And we're seeing that already. And they did a great job. That's really creative. Uh, but that's no way to run a railroad to have to do that on the fly. And, you know, this this may be something we see more of, uh, varsity doubleheaders, girls and boys or boys, girls. Um, the way it is now for people who maybe aren't as familiar with high school, high school basketball and, and a lot of sports, if your girls team is playing at home, your boys team is on the road. You're usually playing the same school. And uh, I think we're probably going to see more of that because you have to have certified officials for varsity games. If you don't, you're not going to have a game. If you don't, if you play anyway, it's a scrimmage, but you know, JV games, other sub varsity games, you don't, they're not required to have fully certified officials because they're not, they're not varsity games. They, they really don't count. So we'll keep an eye on that. Um, and I've got another, I had an idea for a, a story about officials that I thought was pretty cool. People who, if you go back a few years, uh, Ellsworth had some great boys basketball teams and uh, three, three guys who played basketball there, uh, Kurt and Casey Schilling and Trevor Groose, they're now basketball officials in Southwest Minnesota. And I've been communicating with them. My plan was to find a game where, where they were working. At least a couple of those guys were working together, kind of tell the story of, of these guys who were great basketball players getting back now by working as officials. But I found out after this year, they're done. You know, they're young, they're young parents, they've got kids, they've got jobs, so they're not going to do it after this year. And uh, that's just another example of these challenges we face with uh, find, not only finding officials, but retaining officials. And, and, you know, one, I think at least partial solution, I don't know how we get there, is to just pay officials more, make it more worth their while. But of course, you know, the next question is, where's that money going to come from? As we right. know, school budgets are tight. 
booster clubs in some places do great things, but are we going to have fundraisers to pay officials? I don't know if we're going to do that, but there's just no easy answers. And, and I, I'm, I'm beginning to settle on the financial part of this whole problem. I don't have an answer, but, but we'll keep at, keep at it. And in the meantime, the easiest thing for everybody to do is be respectful toward these officials. Yeah, uh, that I mean that's the thing. The the latter is easier than the former. I think the former is a great idea, but the latter is even easier. Just don't yell at these people. Just treat them well. That's right. It's it's really that simple. And you know, I'm I'm not going to tell all my old stories about my experiences when I stepped into ref sure. a, a youth game, but but you know what they are. Everybody you gets bet. treated badly when you're in that position. Yeah, it is. It's not right, and uh, and maybe that's what it's going to take is have more games just canceled. And, and the mess get the message out we don't have officials so yeah we'll see it's it's a it's not it's not going away right away it's going to be with us and, and i've told people who maybe don't realize this is not just a minnesota problem this is a national problem i was sitting at the breakdown with kevin lynch you know former gopher former nba player yep. works uh works on the timberwolves uh coverage and and he was kind of asking me what are the hot topics in high school basketball i said well number one is the shot clock and he'd heard we're going to have shot clocks in a couple years he he didn't seem to have much of an he said i don't really care one way or the other he said i don't think it's going to affect the game much although like everybody else he said it'll eliminate those holding the ball things at the end of the half and into the game but then I started talking about uh, officials, and, and I don't know that, Kevin, there are a lot of people who really don't have their feet in high school basketball all the time are aware, and we talked about that at length. And uh, kind of just like what I mentioned here, we talked about the issues, and, and I said to him, I said, I think we got to pay him more, but I sure don't know how that happens. So uh, we'll have to keep hammering away at this. I think we should do the uh, the Malay-Suhan uh, rule. I think basically what happens is the loudest – two parents at any high school event uh and i'm talking about negative loudness so yelling at the refs uh are have to be by by decree must officiate the next game that there you go yep here's your whistle good luck here's your whistle buddy <laughs> you, you, you want to be loud yeah. here you're officiating the next game and, and guess what the refs get to boo them the next game. <laughs> there you bring go. Friends we'll have a section of people in striped shirts. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Let's do it. All right. Like, it's like taking on the hecklers in a comedy club. Exactly. Make them pay. Uh, or, or, we, or we could just hire uh, comics to heckle them as they're yelling at the refs. You know, yeah. we have, we have all yeah, kinds of creative ideas here. Uh, yeah. We're so smart. Uh, <laughs> Well, speak for yourself. Uh, ahead on Preps Today with John Malay, we're going to talk about the Spuds being sack hunger champions. We're going to name our most valuable teammate of the week. We're going to say thank you and congratulations to a few people. Also, John has a really cool show coming up next week for kind of a special uh, holiday show coming up. We do want to thank Pizza Barn in Princeton. Thanks to Jody Stay. Thanks to Pizza Barn. Check out Pizza Barn. Yeah, and if people want to really hustle here uh, – there's a great opportunity. You don't even have to leave the Metro if that's where you live to uh, have some fun with the pizza barred food truck. It's been at the state fairgrounds this week. It'll be there through Friday night uh, during the what's called the glow holiday festival. 
every evening this week from 5 to 11 p.m. Uh, my family and I, we, we went to the Glow Holiday Festival last year. It's fantastic. And having the, the pizza bar and food truck there makes it even better. We may, we may wander over there. Uh, you know, we talk about the menu a lot at the pizza barn, Jim. Different soups all the time when you go in. Up there in downtown Princeton, potato bacon, creamy beef mushroom. Uh, no matter what day you're in there, there's going to be a great soup. And as regular patrons of the Pizza Bar know, they have their own house-made dressings, which you can purchase. You can, uh, they're bottled, they're ready to go. They've got the Pine Loft Golden Parmesan. That sounds pretty good. Italian and French dressings. Uh, as we say all the time, it's a family-owned business for 38 years. One of the coolest things about Princeton, Minnesota is the Pizza Barn. Uh, they just do so much for so many there. And, uh, and uh, stop in for some soup, stop in, pick up some dressing to take home. You can still get some some uh, gifts for the holidays, lots of apparel, Christmas decorations, and cool things like that. So thanks to Jody Stay and everybody at the Pizza Barn. Yes, thank you to Pizza Barn. A couple other uh, programming notes here. If you like the Timberwolves, you're interested in what they're doing, you should come out and join us at Tuttle's and Hopkins for the John Krasinski Show, December 27th. We've changed the time. It's a game night. Uh, we're going to do it at 5.30 with John Krasinski there. There will be drink specials with Tin Cup Whiskey and a bunch of uh, giveaways. Uh, we had a blast last time. Check out Tuttle's Eat, Play, Bowl, and Hopkins, Tuttle'sBowling.com. And if you're interested, Cheryl Reeve, uh, we did the winter wear drive with Cheryl Reeve at Pizza Luce downtown this last week. Ariel Powers and Lasia Clarendon joined us, and they were a blast. Cheryl's always great, of course, but Lasia and, and AP really uh, elevated that program. Check that out at TalkNorth.com as well. All right, let's let's uh, let's get to Spuds, our sack hunger champions. If you're hungry and you like you like potatoes, this is this one is for you. Uh, this is the third year I've done this uh, John's Journal Sack Hunger campaign. My idea behind this was to just encourage schools and people in schools. Let's collect donations to feed the hungry in Minnesota. <clears throat> so this is the third year we've done it, encouraging schools to do it. And I'm proud to announce that our 2021 champion of the Sack Hunger campaign is Moorhead High School. The previous winners were Spring Grove and Owatonna. And this year, the Spuds worked really hard to collect food donations. And this is part of a bigger effort in the Fargo-Moorhead area called Fill the Dome. Every year, the goal is to fill the floor of the Fargo Dome with food donations. So in the Moorhead school system, uh, they, they collected almost 16,000 canned food items, along with more than $2,000 in, in cash to feed the hungry. And the way they do it at Moorhead High School, the student council up there leads this drive every year. And this year's student leaders at Moorhead High were Evie Kinkle and, and Megan Wilkie. Congrats to them, everybody who took part. And at some point in the new year, I will be getting in my car. I will be driving to Moorhead High School and I will be delivering 100 sack hunger t-shirts to hand out to the spuds. So congrats to everybody in Moorhead for doing such an awesome job. That's excellent. And now let's thank or get to uh, honor, I guess, is the proper verb. I, I'm a writer. I should be able to figure out the verbiage here. Let us honor the <laughs> most valuable teammate. Yeah, this is the annual and annual. This is the weekly award we do at the high school league. We will take a week off over Christmas. But the, the latest one is Tiffany Robertson from Cedar Mountain. Tiffany exemplifies all that it means to be a team player. She selflessly embraces her role 
and constantly encourages her teammates at a volleyball pep fest this fall. She spoke to the entire elementary student body about finding value in fulfilling your role to the best of your ability, no matter what that role is. She's a genuinely selfless leader, and her positivity is inspirational. So congrats to Tiffany Robertson from Cedar Mountain, the latest uh, Most Valuable Teammate. Excellent. And good time of the year, good time on this show to uh, say congratulations and to hand out some kudos. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff going on, Jim, as there is every week. Uh, I want to start with uh, in boys basketball, Ely defeated International Falls. And this was a big milestone for the Ely coach. His name's Tom McDonald. Yes, that's one of the late, great Bob <laughs> McDonald's kids. Uh, I didn't know Tommy had been coaching up there this long, but this was his 500th career win at Ely. That's phenomenal. Um, he's almost halfway to, to his dad's 1,012 career wins, but 500 is a big number. And one of my goals for years has to, has been to get to a basketball game in Ely. I'm hoping to accomplish that yet this winter. I've seen photos of the gym there. It's one of these old classic gyms. I can't wait to see it. Um, so that's, that's one of my goals for the winter. And in other McDonald news, there was a father-son game uh, when the boys' teams from uh, Duluth East and Cambridge Isanti met in Cambridge. So the Cambridge coach, the longtime coach, is Mike McDonald, also one of Bob's kids. And the Duluth East coach is Mike's son, Rhett, Rhett McDonald. And uh, Junior got the better of Senior in this, in this game at Cambridge. And another member of the family, Mike's son and Rhett's brother, Kyle, he's the first-year head boys coach at Forest Lake, and all three McDonald's, their teams are in the same section. So in the postseason, it's going to be the, the McDonald Invitational. That'll really be fun. Uh, kudos to the Albany High School wrestling team. They spent Sunday morning uh, working with the local Christmas care drive, giving food to the elderly in the community. The uh, Huskies wrestlers delivered 100 packages of food to folks in Albany and the area. That's phenomenal. We had a great scene uh, before a girls' basketball game at Staples Motley. Uh, Lauren Rutten is a basketball player at Staples Motley. She sang the national anthem and then uh, walked down the court to start the game. She's she's a basketball player. She's I don't know if this was an emergency thing. It looked like this was this was planned, but I saw a photo of it on Twitter. She sang the anthem and then let's go play basketball. Get out there, Lauren. Way to go. Uh, kudos to uh, the St. Peter High School boys basketball team. They played at Jackson County Central this week. And after the game, these guys, they didn't just, you know, get on the bus and go home. They put the chairs away from their bench and they cleaned the bleachers at, at another school. They're the visiting team. Way to go, uh, St. Peter High School boys basketball. And finally, we're going to end the week here, Jim. Uh, so there was a really cool thing involving the Princeton boys basketball team in a game at Little Falls. Uh, Hayden Stay is a senior at Princeton High School. He's going to play football at uh, North Dakota. He scored his 1,000th career point in this game at Little Falls. Hayden hit a three-pointer, and then the Tigers called a timeout right away, and they congratulated him. And then as the timeout ended and the teams were walking back out on the court, all five of the Little Falls players who were on the court shook Hayden's hand to congratulate him on, on, on his 1000th career point that that's sportsmanship at its finest way to go. Hayden way to go flyers. And if Hayden's name sounds familiar, that's because his mom is our good friend, Jody stay at the pizza bar ah. in Princeton, a wonderful family, 
great moment to celebrate. And then also this week, Hayden signed his, signed his letter with uh, UND football. So cool stuff going on there. Congrats to everybody on the stay family and everybody in Princeton. That's great. Hey, this show will be back next week with John's question, uh, with John's interview with Mr. Pearson. I, I know it's going to be great. I want to thank our, our long time, our sales executive, Karen Cleary, and everybody who's helped make TalkNorth.com a success. Uh, John, give us a final thought this week. Yeah, Jim, uh, you know, things kind of calmed down over the holidays. I'll be spending time, a little bit of time. My wife and I are going to California over the over Christmas to spend time you. with our two grandkids, uh, the youngest of which, who's who's a month old, we haven't met yet. We're looking forward to that. So we wish you and your family uh, happy holidays. Everybody who listens, we're so grateful that people listen to our, our little podcast operation here. It's it's really been a fun thing to do. And and I think we're headed for a great 2022. I can't, I can't imagine it's going to be 2022, but uh, I think we're going to have a great year. Uh, we're in a great position here with, with COVID. We're not there yet, but as far as high school activities go, we still see games disrupted. We see schedules change because there are positive cases, but I'm super optimistic that, that things are just going to keep getting better and better. So wishing everybody happy holidays and, and uh, a great new year. Thanks for all your work on. I appreciate it. Enjoy your trip to California. My wife and I were out there recently, had a beautiful, had a great time. Uh, if you end up going from San Francisco to Napa and coming back, come back by the Golden Gate Bridge, the view of the entire Bay Area it's, and San Francisco over the, you know, over the Bay. It's, it's incredible. So enjoy yourself. Thanks for all your work. And we'll talk to you soon.